Okay, hello and welcome everyone to Man Up, the men's mental health podcast. My name is Andy Richardson and sitting in Estonia, the other side of the Baltics, is Mr. Tommy Danqua. How are you, sir? I am very well, thank you very much, Andy. It is good to see you today. I know, well, well this is... <laughs> Well, this is an extra element. This is an extra element. Normally, we just, uh, it's an audio. Normally, I can sit here in my underpants, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we don't need that today, so yes. <laughs> we're not that kinky. <laughs> well, we were going to surprise okay. everyone with, the, yeah. with our guest, but he's, uh, I think he's announced himself already. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. so this week, we have the pleasure of welcoming, welcoming former world heavyweight boxing champion of the world, <laughs> TV star and <gasps> mental health campaigner, Mr. Frank Bruno, MBE. <laughs> How are you, Frank? Very, very well. Mustn't grumble one little bit. It's a bit cold this morning and windy, but apart from that, very good. So we're going to talk about mental health in particular, um, yeah. in particular bipolar disorder, which is yeah. what you, you've um, suffered with. Um, yeah. And... Um, Tommy is a massive boxing super fan, so he'll probably ask you a couple of boxing questions as well. Welcome. Does that sound okay to you? Relax yourself, boss. I'm ready to go. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand over to Tommy um, because he's got a couple of questions for you. So, yeah. All right, okay. Tommy. <laughs> All right, let's go. Okay, so just quickly, you put me on the spot there, Andy, because I wasn't actually <laughs> going to start off with this, but I need to know who, what fights do you want to see in 2022? Well, what are the main things oh, that have to happen? Yeah. Um, before we start, Tyson Fury v. Anthony Joshua. Yes. That'd be a nice one to have. I think that's the, the, the only big, big, big one you can get. There's some guys in boxing and coming up and moving up. But on top of the hill, or near the top of the hill, was Anthony Joshua. So he was leading the way. He got stopped by the Russian guy. But I'm sure, and I hope, if he, if he um, has a return, that he wins. Yeah. Hands down, but the guy is very tricky. Yeah, Ux is a, he's a talented belt. operator, isn't he? He's a skillful very, operator. Very. Yeah. Very. Okay. Fury's uh, ambassador, isn't he, for the uh, for the foundation? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it, it helps, you, you know. Who are you? But if he keeps for? on swearing, and his dad keeps on swearing on podcasts and what he's going to do there and there, I think we're going to be in trouble. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> when he's dead on there, you've got to sink down on the Cheer, you know, I've been wondering what he's going to come out with, but it's funny. It's it from the heart, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, unpredictable. Oh, oh my god, yeah. Oh, I bet you five, five grand. I bet you thirty grand. Oh my god! <laughs> brilliant, yeah. brilliant. And over to you. Let's go. That's all I needed uh -huh. to know. That's all. I no problem. <laughs> okay, so so um, for those who don't understand what bipolar is well how would how would you personally describe what it what it actually is sometimes i'm not too sure sometimes you can get up in the morning and be moody for the rest of the day not meaning to be moody and very snappy and then another time if you go to the gym and come back you're pretty calm and pretty cool but i don't understand bipolar i, I, I it's a nasty thing it's a horrible thing yeah. you know what i mean sometimes you feel very and people don't understand why sometimes you're dazing and you've got the mood or whatever but it's just I don't know. I, I can't. They said I've got it, but you know, I mean, sometimes I, I feel I know I've got it, but I'm not too sure if I, there's other people that's got it very, very bad. Yeah, you, know, you, you got to lock them up and keep them locked up. You know what I mean? But I'm not that reached that that stage yet. 
it's it's weird, isn't it? Because when you're labelled with like a mental health thing, you know, it's it's like you fight really hard to take that label off you, don't yeah. you? Really, you know, um, and you don't want to be sort of defined by it. I know I I sort of felt that way. Um, so when you were first diagnosed with bipolar, sort of around the time um, just after you gave up um, professionally boxing, wasn't it? Yeah, but but right. you say you first noticed when you were about sort of um, eight years old. So what were the sort of first signs for you? What, when I was eight years old? Yeah, yeah. When I was yeah. eight, at one minute I'm in my bedroom, and then my brother comes over from Jamaica, and he's a half-brother of mine, he took my room away from me. So I was stuck in the dining room with a fold-up bed for a very long time. I don't, I don't know if that's got anything to do with it, but... You know, when my mum and dad um, were there, they were just arguing all the time, doing different shifts, and it was mayhem, you know what I mean? Shouting, crying, and drama going on at home. That might have uh, started off. And, you know what I mean? Going to a ball stall, I think, <laughs> I was wondering every day how my mum could send me to the ball stall. But after I was in the ball stall, I knew why she sent me there, just to keep away from the London crew of robbing people and going and nicking different bits and pieces, you know? Yeah, 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 sure. So, so, so I guess some of that early behavior, you know, that that sort of um, sort of delinquent behavior, part of it it was definitely part of your surroundings and your friends and stuff like that. But also, you think that might be the sort of early signs of of you know what transpired later in life. Basically, I got drunk at eight. You know, I got drunk like a skunk when I was eight, and that's the only time my mum let me off. Me and my friends. We saw a keg there and we rolled it over to his house. He's, he lived about a mile away and we just rolled in it, rolling it. When we got in his house, we went, had the keg there. I just got legless when I was young. And that's the only time my mum let me off, you know what I mean? Right. Doing serious things because the West Indian family, they're not too shy in getting the shoe out or the belt and dropping some manners on you. Don't do that again type yeah. thing, you know? So, yeah, I could have been affected by that or whatever, but I would love to, if I could just go running and training one day and kick it in the side so I can enjoy myself a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So I, I read, recently I read, um, I don't know if you've read it, uh, Tony Bellew's book, um, Everyone's Got a Plan Until They're Punched in the Face. Yeah. Um, really good book, and he talks about how hard it was um, just after he gave up boxing. He said it was the hard, the toughest thing because it had all that regime all that physical training, all that focus. When, yeah. that was, when that was taken away, he really struggled mentally, like really badly, you know. A lot of people do. Yeah. Not just being funny. I watch a lot of people. Sometimes I like watch people watching and seeing people's moves and what makes them snap and whatever. But bipolar, when you know that someone's got it, you know, you, you know I mean, they've got something that's very, very serious. It's not like some... So you can pin your, say what makes you have bipolar, what makes yeah. you kick off like bipolar. It's a horrible thing yeah. to be, you know what I mean? Someone telling you you got bipolar ain't nice. But boxing, in, but boxing in particular, there seems to be quite, you know, like Ricky Hatton, Tyson Fury, um, you know, Tony Bellew. Um, there's quite a few, there's quite a few people, probably Tommy could m- name more people. But I there's think people- 95% of the boxers have that, you know, the breakup, Bomber Graham, healthy guy. He's in the hospital, out, in and out, in and out, in and out. A lot of people are in and out, you know, in the hospital with bipolar. No, it's yeah. not nice. And some, it gets you in a way that you can't get out of bed some days, you know what I mean? You feel lethargic and yeah. feel snappy and you can't, people don't, can't clock it. So, well, so I do. 
Yeah, I mean, I I often say that like anxiety was one of the best things that happened to me because it made me change my life and in certain ways. But do you, you know, there's there's a, there's a lot of really famous musicians that are um, and, and actors that are bipolar, and they've achieved a lot. Maybe maybe it's despite of the bipolar, or maybe it's because they've got the bipolar because their minds are wired differently and they've been able to achieve things that people who don't have bipolar. I mean, so do you think in some way, I mean, I know obviously you're, you know, you're obviously very good at hitting people and stuff like that, but, do, but, but there's a, you need a certain mental resilience to be like, you know, world champion. So in, in some way, do you think having bipolar has been maybe the reason why you've done so well? Sometimes I look at that because I'm very, very determined. I'm not, weren't very, very skillful in boxing, but I started 16. I started, and then I, I just I won the championship, uh, um, 18 the ABA championship. I was the youngest one ever to win it. But I got scouted by some people that looked after me and kept me away from the certain different people I was hanging around with, and had a plan for me, and the plan worked very, very hard. I got to the top of the hill. Not quite to drop down, kicked down a couple of times, but I had 45 fights, lost five, and won 40. And you know, it's not a bad record. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's an amazing record. And you're a yeah. champion. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So, you know, obviously you've retired. There used to be um, the Professional Boxers Association. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. And which helped retired boxers, but that's disbanded yeah. now, hasn't it? That's it's weird, what? you know, because they tried to start that up by McGregor, and everybody was trying to get in boxers and people to chip in for yeah. the amount of money that boxers made, just chip in a little bit here and there for the boxers, but it fell through. I don't yeah. know why, but it did, did fall through. It's ludicrous. Yeah. So, so what, what support is there for boxers now? Obviously, you know, we talk about a lot of boxers that struggle with their mental health after finishing yeah. their career. What, what support right. is there for them? I don't think there's nothing for them, really. You know what I mean? They, they, they have got to go home, train, look after themselves, or just be stuck with the, the, the whatever they got, you know? Yeah. And I think out a lot, there's anxiety or whatever, but bipolar, you definitely got to train that a little bit more harder to keep calm as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you actually mentioned that, don't you? And you sort of say when your stress levels are higher, um, you know, it hits you harder. So yeah. what so obviously in your book you mentioned rest is key thing, and you sort of yeah. had somebody who was giving you a lot, a lot of time to rest. You said, if I have any more rest, you know, that's <laughs> the what, <laughs> so what, what <laughs> I love it. What so what do you do now? What's your sort of regime for keeping the stress levels low what i do yoga I do, you know what i mean i do a little bit of pilates and i do a lot of meditation you know what i mean just meditate and you don't you're meditating but you're here and you're you're not thinking about what's happening now you're not thinking what's happening there you're not thinking what's happening behind your eyes are shut looking at the, the screen and just meditating just locking yourself away which i think a lot of boxers have the patience that you've got to have as a boxer and waiting for a fight to happen, plan the fight for six weeks or two months and get into that zone. Because you, Sometimes you've got to make space for yourself, but meditate space and, and chuck out the negativity that comes to you and is bothering you in your head. What sort, of mindset. What, what sort of meditation do you do then, Frank? Is there like an app or something, or you do like different types of meditation? Or? There's all different types of uh, meditation. If you look on YouTube, there's a lot of people that come up there. There's a lot of billionaires that are there. A lot of um, 
not poor people, but people that are very, very focused on what they do. So you can nick a little bit wherever. Yeah. A lot of them have got different styles, you know what I mean? But the main thing is to shut your eyes, count, and just think of, you know what I mean? Not think of pressure and just recharge your battery. Mm. So, what? Yeah, go on, Tommy. Sorry. It's the thing, isn't it? Like, we love this meditation. because Angie and I, we both do yoga. Yeah. And we both do meditation as well. It's yeah. part of our thing to keep our sort of mental health lid on it. It but, is. Um, I think I think it's, it's a good thing to 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 do. You know, I mean, meditation, yeah. especially yoga. You get in all different positions, but you're in the zone when you're doing it. You know, absolutely, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Andy, I'm not I'm not very flexible. That's my problem. You know, I can't get the old the old leg doesn't get. Very... Is that suit you got on? Yeah, yeah. Well, I that thought... yellow suit. Yeah, well, you know when you it looks you know, wicked. You know your. Um... <laughs> it looks wicked. You know, you know, you know, you did your. Uh... Piers Morgan life stories in the pink suit. This is, yeah. my, this is, this is my tribute to you. Yeah. You ever set them up, boss? You're beating me. I've got to get one of them suits. I'm a bit disappointed. I was expecting a pink suit from no, you. I would, yeah, I would, yeah. You're no, not Piers Morgan, next time, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> next time you're going to be top. Yeah. Next time you're going to be a, a fight. <laughs> um, so, so you talk about. Um, quite a lot about not wanting to rely on medication now i like a, like i mentioned yeah. to you earlier beforehand um you know i can relate quite strongly to that tell yeah. us what you're thinking is why did you want to come off the medication um and I, I know you're very clear that you know you think medication works for some people but not others but tell us why you wanted to come off it it, it made me you're in a different world zoned out and spaced out and you know what I mean? You're black and decker or you're white and decker, can't even stand up and you haven't got the energy to do much things. You know what I mean? When they give you medication, there's always side effects. And yeah. the amount of tablets that they give you, you've got to get the side effects tablets to take them. So they can be 25 tablets and you've got to take, and you've got to say take um, 10 or 20 or whatever to nullify all the side effects. So, you know what I mean? I don't think that's right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think looking after yourself, being aware of what you've got, you know, it's much more better than filling up with pills that's going to burn out your kidneys and rot you out with the power that they got, or just yeah. to come off them. That there's hard enough. You know what I mean? So this would really be bullying. Talk to people. You seem like a sensible guy. You guys, you're very, very sensible. It's a good thing what you're doing, and just yeah. people got to be aware and yeah. not abuse it. You know, because they're very, very delicate and they're very, very. I'm not too sure of bipolar. Just delicate and not nice. Yeah, I've got. I mean, I've got a friend, and she she suffers really badly from um, depression and and yeah. sort of pa panic attacks and things like that. And she tries, you know, in cycles, she tries to come off the medication, and then when it gets really bad, she goes back on it again for a couple of years, and she's quite happy with that. She's she, you know, she's quite at ease with that, you know, and she uses the medication to sort of, you know. Uh, she, she lets it work for her, you know. She doesn't yeah. become she doesn't become a slave to it, you know. Yeah. Um, but the idea, yeah. I mean, I remember in the book you spoke about how powerful all those different cocktails of drugs you took. I mean, what about if there was a medication like a wonder one that came along that didn't have many side effects and it was like one pill? Would you would you take that or or are you? Um, are you yeah, I would, I, would, I would take that. I would take that. Yeah, definitely, I would take that. If there's one pill with no side effects to it, you know yeah. what I mean? And make you sleep well and get up and feel refreshed rather than feeling depressed and yeah. you, don't, you don't want to be here or whatever it's not some days you can say it's a good day so some days it is a good day but mainly it's you know it's a challenging day 
you mentioned so, oh, um, so, oh sorry go on i was gonna say you mentioned actually how hard it is to come off the pills as well was that was that a it's highly addictive yeah it is a battle itself is dangerous you know what i mean they've got to take you off wind you off i'm not too sure what alcohol it goes through or whatever but winding yourself off of the powerful drugs what they give you is, is not nice side effect is unbelievable and sometimes it makes you have a twitch not can't even it just it's horrible horrible you're not horrible. you you're not you but not me at all you know what i mean but this um system what we're going through you know what I mean? It says you've got to take all these different things, but there should be a, a shout where people can have their their say, I don't want to take it, or give them, you know what I mean, a chance to say no. Yeah. I don't know. I, there's a book that I swear by, Frank. I don't know I don't know if you've read it or not. It's called um, Lost Connections. It's by a yeah. bloke called Johan Harry. Right. And uh, Harry, you know what I mean? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's, um, it, and it, it's a really, really good book because it talks about how we rely so much on medication. Yeah. And, um, and what it says is if you change every aspect of your life, you know, you look at the parts of your life that aren't working for you, like um, your job, you know, yeah. you spend eight hours of your day at a job. And if you're not happy on there in that job, it's going to give you like, make you feel quite down. So it talks about getting out into nature. It talks about, um, you know, your friendship and your family and all that sort of thing, you know, exercise and stuff. And it says if you can get that right and if you can make your life stress-free and happy, then our reliance on medication will be so much di so different. Yeah. That's I swear by that, you know. And is that is that how because I know you've said I remember you saying you talked about getting a PA and changing your manager and you know Yeah, I did I've got a PA, that's Paul, and it does help. You know, I mean there's a good team around me at the moment, and yeah. sometimes it's very, very difficult to get the, the right sort of like team around you, but uh, uh, yeah, muddle, cuddle, you or whatever, but PA is good to take the pressure off you. And I should have got one a long time ago when I finished from boxing. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You've got your caravan yeah. as well, haven't you? Have you got a caravan still by the sea? I've got a caravan, yeah, down at Shetley Islands, you know what I mean? It's very good, very, very nice spot. Open yeah. the doors, the sea's right there. I'm not too sure if they've got the chalk, you know, the chalk on the side of the hill yeah. near the sea. The chalk yeah. is coming down more <laughs> nearer the caravan, so no. I've got to double check it because. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I might ask some, some of my say, do you, you, you heard about your caravan? It's in the sea, but it's so near the sea, you know what I mean? But yeah, it's good. A different vibe of taking you away from, you know I mean, all the stress of what you got. And it's a cool place to go, you know? Do you know what? Very, friend, very good. I can totally agree yeah. because um, I was living in London. Um, I was working in hospitality. Mad Hour was really busy. My levels yeah. of anxiety and stress were through the roof. Um, I've taken Whoa. my family away. I've, I've left England now, and um, I'm in the countryside. What, for good, or are you just...? Well, I've got no plans so to come back rude. anytime soon. So my wife's Estonian, so okay. we've come to Estonia. And like the difference yeah. in quality of life, just you know, slowing down, time with the family, my two boys, we do things together, and I just don't have that. Nice. Go, go, go. So I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying, man. Respect. I, I get yeah. it. You've got to take it. If you take you away and have peace, is, that's what you, that's all you need to do is have peace and have the energy to do whatever you need to get to do, you know? It's amazing. The people are amazing. Apparently, yeah. everyone told me they're really distant and standoffish. They're yeah. nothing but great. They've welcomed me and my boys, you know, with open arms, with yeah. the community. Like I said, I'm doing the fitness stuff with people so it's yeah it's amazing it's really good what fitness stuff do you do 
So I, I just I do a mixture. So when I do the classes, I do a mixture of uh, boxing, Thai boxing. Yeah. I do some yoga and I do breath yeah. work as well, the meditation. And at Wicked, the end, yeah. I just slow it all down and just do a bit of like positive mindset stuff as you well. See, you see, like, you're good at it. I have to do with that different things. Well, do you know what? It only happens, it's because I guess the journey that we've been on, you know, yeah, 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 I yeah. had to find things that worked for me. Right, so yeah. I just take the best bits of each of that. Yeah. Put it all together and yeah. Oh, you go to the gym? Yeah. How many times a week? So I'm trying to train. I try and train half an hour a day and I was doing yeah. fitness classes. I've moved to Estonia. Right. So I'm actually training people doing like, you know, boxing, Thai boxing in a local gym. Have you and done boxing that. yourself? Yeah. So I did okay. Thai boxing and then okay. just actually last year for um, Minds Mental Health Charity, we did um, a white collar event as well. So I actually had a first- White Thai boxing? No, actually in boxing, like Queen's Okay, Queen's. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So How did you find it? It was amazing. Like the buzz, the thrill. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was there. I was there. Was I he, saw yeah? him. Yeah, he was amazing. I was you like, have a lot of bottle. Well, listen. Obviously, I was not. It's not professional, so I wasn't facing yeah. anybody the caliber that you fought in your years. Yeah. But makes you nervous though before you go in the ring. I was really nervous. It happens was... to everybody. Tyson, Muhammad Ali, you yeah. name it. You know what I mean, they all get nervous. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But yeah, it Scary was. Sport. It was yeah. brilliant though. The only thing I've the only thing I've ever boxed is something that I've sent back to Amazon. Hello everyone. Just a quick time out to let you know that Frank has actually got a brand new book out. It's called 60 Years a Fighter. Now you can get copies, in fact, you can get signed copies of the book on his website, which is frankbruno.co.uk. Get yourself a copy. You won't be disappointed. Anyway, back to the interview. I'm going to I'm going to break it up very slightly slightly from the relentless questioning about mental health. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to give you, I'm going to give you if you're happy with this. I'm going to give you a quick Q and A quick fire no thing. You've probably yeah. done this before. Okay, you ready? Yeah, no problem. Favorite favorite color? Um, red. Favorite meal? Um, rice and peas with chicken. Lovely. Um, who would you like to play in your life story? So if the film, like, played, yeah. Um, there's a guy. Um, he's oh, I forgot his name. He's a, uh, he's doing very well for himself. They say he might be the new black James Bond or whatever. I would like him to play or Lenny Henry to, it, to play. Idris. 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 Yes, you got it. You got it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. I would like him because he's up to date and he seems talented that he can switch from whatever or. Yeah. Or Lenny Henry to, to play me. Lenny Henry. Yeah. He'd be a good one, wouldn't he? Very, very he good, do a yeah. Good job. <laughs> I remember the uh, I remember the balcony scene you did, the Romeo oh, and Juliet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a joke about that. He said, Can you do Romeo and Juliet? I didn't say I said, Yeah, 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 yeah. When I got to the um rehearsals, I said, I'm not dressed up in a um woman. Yeah, but you said you're gonna do Romeo. I'm Romeo, you're Juliet. And I got done up like a keeper. But it was good, it was for a good reason or whatever. But I'd never, I was, you know, I was wetting myself when I was on stage, you know, a bit of boobs and a dress and a big hat. It was, it was amazing. Like Yardy boy. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Unforgettable. Um, yeah. Okay, right. Carry on. We're carrying on with this. Okay. If you had a time machine, which era would you go to, past or future or, or any era? 
Where would you go? I think I'm happy with the, the future that I'm, I'm in now. And I've been through, you know what I mean? I don't know what's going to happen because there's the latest things coming out, cars, you go to Dubai, they're thinking of getting cars that can fly and things like that. I've had a really good innings. I've had a good time as well as a bad time when you talk about bipolar. But in put that aside, I've had a brilliant time. Okay. And I'm still having a brilliant time. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, <laughs> Favourite film? Um, Roots. There's a film, um, a documentary, a favourite of understanding certain different things. I think I've got to go for Roots, the way it was acted and played out. Was that so, the series from the 80s? Sorry? Was that the series that was done back in the 80s? Well, yeah, yeah, borderline oh. 70s, 80s, yeah. Kunta Kinte. Kunta Kinte, yeah. Kunta Kinte. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember seeing that as a kid, actually, because um, yeah. I know I know I look really young, but I'm actually older. Than <laughs> you. Um, how old are you, Bus? I can't how? say that. Like you oh, know, I'm no, trying to keep I, my no, age. Um, I, yeah. I put it this way. Put it this way. I'm just about just about sneaking in under fifty, but Ooh, only just. Only nice. just. Wicked. Okay. That's nice. yeah. we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it at that. Okay. Right. <laughs> Mo- moving on. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Okay. Uh, Prince or Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. No, 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 no. Prince. Prince and Michael Jackson. 50-50, because I met both of them. Did you You met both of them? Yeah, I met both of them. They used to live in um, Marbella, um, Prince. Um, He he, he didn't live too far from where I was, you know what I mean? So he was all, when he was chilling, he looked totally different than when he was, you know what I mean, Prince himself. But he's a good... Very, very classy operator. Sad what's happened, but both of them on that. So yeah, well for me, for me personally, it's Prince. I think he's the greatest of all oh, time. Class, man. You know. Um okay, last uh lastly, um where is where is your happy place? Being alive. Being alive is my happy place, is being alive. Brilliant. Brilliant. Nice. Thank you for that. That was that was okay. That was the quick fire Q and A. Wasn't that yeah. quick fire? We did digress off a little bit, but yeah. uh, but you know it was quick enough. It was definitely right. quick enough. So to tell us, um, going back to um, when you first had your very sort of public um, breakdown, um, you, know, you weren't treated very nicely by the press. Um, you know, um, we know we all know about the headlines and stuff like that. Do you think it's a bit better now? Do you think the media are a little bit better now? The understanding and yeah. very sympathetic because every business um, that I've, I do go do podcasts, I've got um, people's office and whatever. A lot of the banks are trying to have a gym where the burgers can, you know, what I mean, come away from the gym for an hour, come away from all the bustle and hustle and checking this and the knows what, shut themselves away in the gym, have a sauna, have a steam room, and then go back to work. So a lot of people are aware aware that. Sometimes mental health, you go in the gym, you can just have a good sweat, stretch out, do a little five-minute um, meditation and go about your business. And as I said to you before, a lot of people are doing that now because it, it is people that say you get addicted to the gym, but it's a nice feeling when you come out of the gym. The endorphins that you get put you in a different level. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, that's, I hear what you're saying because that's like a lot of businesses now, they have like counsellors on site mental health first aiders they have gym gymnasiums and they realize yeah. how how expen- 
Yeah, well, yeah, and and also, I mean, I'm I'm a little bit of a cynic. I I think I think they're aware that they'll lose a lot of money with staff off for stress as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's another reason. But what about the press in particular, though? What about like, um, because you know we've seen all that stuff, you know, with Caroline Flack, you know, yeah. um, committing suicide, you know, like all those. It's it seems like the sort of you know the awareness of mental health. Is is everywhere, but do you think the press are a little bit better nowadays? You know, same. Say if the same thing happened that that happened to you happened today, rather than in the nineties, would it have been different? Do you think? Well, I think it would have been a lot more different. The people on top now, before they weren't aware of how far they could do get the lawyers involved or whatever. But if you had the news of the world or the Sun paper following you and taping you here and now, what it could make you feel very, very paranoid and very, very, um, you know, I mean, trippy. You know, yeah, they've yeah. done some crazy things, but I've yeah. got some nice money to pay out from them. But living your life like that ain't nice at all. But people are getting respected mental health. And anxiety is another one, you know what I mean, that leads on to all different things. But as long as you try and look after yourself and think positively, you know what I mean, and just get on with what you've got to do, mm. cut it to the cloth. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, a lot of the change, I have to say, a lot of the change in the media has got to do with, you know, what you've done, how outspoken you've been, and a lot of the stuff that you've done, like you campaigning. So I think that's yeah. a really, really good thing. So like you said, you, you believe oh, things are better now. Good, I, yeah. yeah, things are much more better and people have been a bit more aware and very, very sympathetic and understanding before you could go out to a man or let people know your business that are, I've... I've got some anxiety and whatever. People call you a nutter, you know what I mean? But people are understanding and respecting. Because when I first got um, section, I lived in an area where people just looked, looked away, here comes a nutter. Or if you go in the shop, they just duck down on and whatever, you know? So I had it very, it was weird what was happening, but I couldn't go out the door without feeling paranoid myself with people looking at you and, oh, he's a nutter, you know what I mean? Or whatever, I might be nutty, but... They could be the original now. <laughs> the original. Yeah. I am yeah, the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, um, you know. You, what I like what Tommy says, I think you have been a bit of a sort of trailblazer, really, when it comes to um, mental health. And I think may, maybe maybe the world is is sort of catching up with you, really, you know, um, because you, it wasn't that long ago. It was the 90s that, that you had that that sort of breakdown, which wasn't yeah. that, long, that long ago. But it, yeah. even, even when I was having my panic attacks and breakdowns in the sort of, uh, you know, the early 2000s, I would. I felt like I wanted to. I didn't want to tell anyone because people would think I was a nutter. You know, like yeah. you know, using those those words. You know, yeah. um, and thank goodness there wasn't that much social media sort of out out there. You know, because I had a few nights where I'd really sort of cane it to try. You know, and and you know, I was all over the place. Mm. Um, I mean, do you think social media is a bit of a you know a, a bit of a trigger for for people these it days? It can be a lot of trigger because it comes out with so much gibbery gibbery or so much shit. And near the mark of winding up people, certain yeah. things that they do. And, but I think they're being a little bit more sharper now and being a little bit more aware of what context goes on. They're allowed to go on Facebook yeah. and you know, and Twitter and all that hibri jibri because they can get really down to the nerve, you know. Before yeah. I had somebody ex boxer trading me 
on the internet and they could no one could find him but had some smart people tracked him down and told him not to be putting them things in on on in the on, on the internet you know what i mean it's bad what you're doing but some people take their aggression out on the, in, in the internet because you can't really see them they're very yeah. brave but if you were to go up to them and challenge them they would probably think they've had the vindaloo the night before well, that's <laughs> it your your friend mike tyson he said yeah. to you he said social media's got your way too comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the mouth yeah <laughs> it's, <true. laughs> it's so true but it is it's, but, yeah go on, sorry, go on, go on, go on. no you're, you're in charge go on no, you, you're the guest. You go, please, please. No, no, you go. You're in charge. Go on. Oh, go for on. goodness sake, you two. Get on with it. Get on with it. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, like, social media is such an anxiety-inducing thing. Um, so I, I'm, I love sports. And I was watching Formula One the end of last season. And we saw what happened to Lewis Hamilton. I thought it was disgusting. But what is worse is when you go onto, like, any post on any F1 forum, and you have the hatred towards these athletes from both sides. And it's not even about the race. It's just judging their personality. And it's like you said, it's just savage. So obviously you've experienced this through All the time. Like that. All the how... time. That's why, I have let, yeah, that's why I have yellow suits and red suits and all different things. Because I could be, my personality can change and whatever. But yeah, you do get a lot of stick here and now. You know and I mean, whatever yeah. sport you're in, whether it's the Williams sisters, whether it's driving, whether it's boxing, you will always get that. I don't, I, I don't know if you've noticed, uh, Frank, that all three of us, we're all men. We're all yeah. men. When, and um, we, um, we're talking about mental health, you know, and yeah. I, think, I think it's something, uh, it's great. It's great that men, you know, are finally able to talk about their feelings and their mental health. It's um, so nice, you know, because men suffered so long because of the ego of a man. The man's supposed to be the provider, the man of the house and doing all different things, but people are understanding that, you know what I mean? Because a lot of men have got a lot of pressure on them. You know what I mean? If they get divorced, it goes the woman way and the man's got to work more harder to pay for kids and a definite mortgage and all things like that, you know? It goes in roundabouts, but at the end of the day, it all rounds round to the same old thing in your brain. Do you, do you find it easy now to talk, you know, you mentioned your, your old mate Cass and... Um... Yeah people like that from, from the East End and things like that. Do, do, do you find it easier now to talk about, if you're feeling a bit shit about something, do you uh, feel it easier to talk to them about it? Or do yeah, you still, it's, still it's still like, it mate, Kaz can talk more to me. I'll talk to him. I've got a couple of other mates I'll go and talk to as well. Because if you speak to older folk that has been there, done it, and got the T-shirt, it's much more karma, you'll sit down and respect what he's saying, you know? But yeah, yeah I've got a couple of people that I'll ring up and chat to, you know what I mean? And, they wouldn't even know me chatting to them gets a lot of pressure off me and it makes me feel much more easier. You know what I mean? No matter what position you are, financially or whatever, you still go through some days that is windy, rainy and horrible. But sometimes it's shine. When the summer's here, we're much more better than we are in the winter. In the winter, it's so miserable in the mornings. Oh. You know, it's dark. Oh. Then when you go to work, it's dark. And it changes every single day, five yeah. o'clock. You know what I mean? 10 past or quarter past five. It's soon going to get six and the clock's going to go back. And that's when people are a little bit more springier and a little bit more lardy-dardy. But with the winters there, definitely worse. That's why they call it spring, because people are a bit more springier. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the old tumbleweed going on oh there. Oh my no god! <laughs> I was waiting for a dad joking, Randy. We had had. I've got a question. So, um, what would be the best way? Obviously, in your book, you mentioned that you know there's certain things that happened, and you wish they'd been handled differently. Mm-hmm. What? what would you say is if somebody is suffering with, uh, well, any mental health disorder, yeah. what would you say would be the best way for their family to help them? If, if someone's got a family member that's concerned, or if you, if you are a family member and you're yeah. concerned about someone, what would be? There's a lot of people that are suffering out there. And that maybe you talked before that we put the camera on us. You said about um, families going through their different bits and pieces, war, and you're falling out of, with your family and, you, you, you may have to take your, your family out of the country and whatever. That can always happen to anybody. But stress, it runs around from A to Z to Z to A. And it, it will made differently, but it can hit people in all different ways. But we're talking about things now that men do and should be talking about for a long time, not their ego or their macho. And they're, they're coming down and admitting that they're, they're, they're feeling bad, you know? No, fair, no, fair enough. I mean, how would you say? I mean, say if you had, um, I mean, it's, for me, it's not just family; it's friends, isn't it? Yeah. It's, like, it's like you know, what's? I mean, what do you think is the best way to help? Like a, 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 a friend, say if you knew if you were worried about your friend's mental health, or if you had, you know, you, if you thought that you had mental health problems, what do you think the best thing for you to do is? Uh, do you think? Sure. Go to the doctor at first, but you know, I mean, I would, I would advise them to keep away from being section itself because the section is one of the worst things you could ever do or get to me being yeah. sectioned with the police outside, the helicopters outside, and there's about six policemen. And I said, I've never ever in my life been arrested for violence. I'm not going to come in, mm. make yourself a cup of tea, and whatever, dropped it that way. You know what I mean? But every time I got sectioned, even the sergeant goes that. Yours rise diamonds. I don't understand why they want us to get because none of us is troubling you. I've had I could have got in the the um, ambulance or I could have got in the police car. I've got in the police car. Shameful in a way with the neighbours because the only time you see them is when something drastic's happening, and it, it happened a couple of times for me. Yeah, I know you did. I mean, because I know you did a lot of um, campaigning with Norman Lamb um, to try and change these. Um, mm-hmm. These places where you where where you get sectioned and that is, I mean, have are things better now? Do you know the government? You know, I mean, they're, they're weird though. Before they were getting into power, the government they had me at the House of Parliament with the friends or whatever, promising they're going to give us some money to help with the mental health or whatever. You think they they've given the Frank Bruno Foundation a lot of money, which I I, I don't know if they got it. The certain parts of the government, you know, what I mean, put out a little bit of money here and there, but it's. We've got three free clubs and we needed the money and the right spot, but they weren't interested. But the, you could just take the, 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 what would they try to go for power? And what is the man, was it the head of, what is it, not Norman Lamb, what is the, the Prime Minister's name? Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, yeah. He's a very, very strange character. <laughs> There's an understatement. You know what? <laughs> I, a strange I, character. I admire your restraint. I admire your restraint. He's a strange, 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 strange character. Okay. I don't know where he's going to go. What's, so, what do you think is the best thing to do? Like, say, say if you were, you know, you were, because my friend, you know, he wouldn't mind me saying. I mean, he was 
He was in his garden. He was eating grass in his garden, no. sitting there eating grass, mum, mumbling to himself. And, you know, and, but, but he's... Eating wood- what, grass? Very well on the grass? I'm eating the grass on the... On, on grass the on, on the lawn. Grass on the lawn, basically. Eating the grass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but he's, but he was no danger to anyone. He's like most gentle man, you know, but he got taken away. I think, you know, he got taken away. I mean, I think it was one of his family, you know, it wasn't even his daughter or anything like that it was his cousin um got him got him sectioned and Whoa. and what do you think the best thing to do is you know because there are people out there that are dangerous to themselves and to society yeah, definitely and, i understand that and i and respect need, that and i've seen that yeah but what i mean what but once you're there it sounds like you know on, on every example that you've said you just get pumped with a load of drugs and then left and that's it what do you think should be done? Is there is there better ways of handling people? To try and be- get to the, 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 the core of the problem, see what's affecting them, and try and work around it. If you give the ways that they give you um, a lot of tablets, because they're lazy, they don't want to do this. So everybody's similar sort of like tablets, what you do. Um, when you take the tablets, if you see these people, there's about 20 people have taken the tablets, and they're gone. You know what I mean? So the, 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 the side effects of the tablets make them look like morons. Yeah. And they can't talk properly. And, you know what I mean? A dribbling and summit might help. And it's not nice seeing it. You know what I mean? Young kids are bringing and threatening, giving them injections, the depot. The depot is one of the worst one you could have yeah. in mental health. The depot is not nice at all. Do, do you think it's just simply that there's not enough money? Um, you know, because if they did have enough money, then rather than just drug them up and put them away, they might There's be able to... There's places where they could build them and let them do exercise and let them go away. Not be in section, but have a, a place where they've got a programs for them to do. And a lot of that program is to keep fit and making themselves, you know what I mean, controlling and meditating and putting the right vibes into their head rather than bumping them with, with tablets. Yeah. I've been, before every tablet they have, they have to give for bipolar. And now, at the moment, I'm on depot. And it's an injection, and it's worse than any tablet. Is it really? But I'm telling you the truth. I'm talking from my heart. It's yeah. worse than anything. You know what I mean? My legs, I can't even get up the stairs sometimes when I'm on the couch. Keep telling the people that it hurts you, but it goes over their head. Right. Okay, so you've, do you feel like you're still not being heard, what you're saying? I've, yeah, definitely. I, I think you're not being heard. They don't give a shit about being heard. All they do is they try to use the name to encourage people to do what they want to do and take what they want to do. But you'd never be heard. Mm. They don't want you to be heard. They don't want me to talk about side effects of tablets. They don't want me to to um, diss tablets in itself, but it's wrong, a lot of the, the, the tablets what they're giving. Because a lot of people do not see when they take the tablets, what 10 minutes, half an hour, a different person. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to hear that, Frank. Sorry to hear that they're still not, um, you know, yeah. sorry to hear they haven't got it right, you know, right. after all this time, you know. It's got too many people that has got a path, but there's too much money to be made out of it. So it would never, it will go on the money side because if the government make a lot of money, it'll be by giving you these, these false tablets or whatever. But eventually you've got to be let out. Or if they think you're so bad, you won't be let out at all. And keep tablets, tablets. So what do you want? What what would you if you had the ideal situation? What what would you actually? What would you like? I, I would use one of my friends who's got Champions Health Resort. 
I would um, a lot of guys are going now rehab or whatever is to get a big place like that and get people in and do it nature way, comfortable way, meditation, massages, and get the people the right vibe, yeah. right place, and let them go. So, would you say then this is where the Frank Bruno Foundation comes in and time for change? Like, tell, tell I us think it will come it. in because it's in Northampton, yeah, and they've still got to get permission to do different bits of um thing. Thing, but it's about 20, 30 people going in there. Can't wait for the, the bags to get over, but they're, they're going, they're, they're admitted that they've got mental health problems in there and now. So he said, go on the internet and you'll see how much people go down there. It's amazing. Little kids, grown ups, and whatever. Just go there and they, they admit what they've got. They've stayed indoors for so long, but since, since the club has been open, they give them strength to go down the club and get confidence in themselves. And that, uh, it could be. Yeah, some of the little bit telly tubby and they don't want to go out. They could be a man or don't want to let nobody know that his business is not feeling good. But yeah. sometimes we have little chats at the cafe that we got down there. And it's amazing how much men and how much women come down there and know that they go out the door a new person. Mm. It's only someone giving you a little bit of confidence and making you feel good about yourself. You know, I mean, it's not rocket science, yeah. but people do go through stress. Parents do, you know I mean, argue. Parents mm. do get divorced. And if the kid, if your kid's hearing all this arguing or whatever, I don't think it's good for their brain to see all that. Yeah. So that comes into it as well, what happens at home. But if the parents have broken up, if they can't afford this and that, it's, it's a hard, hard, hard road to travel. It's, it's, it just seems like bipolar disorder is a very reactive illness, you know, and depending depending on what's going on in your life, it really sort of seems to amplify it. I mean... Uh. I remember, remember my mate, the same bloke who we've got sectioned a couple of times, he went off on holiday. He went off and did some skydiving. You know, it was the best experience of his life. You know, <clears throat> he was out there for three weeks. He came back a totally different person. But then he had to go back. You know, he had no job. He had to go back to his normal life. And then slowly the stuff started to come back in again, you know. Ooh. So, you know, it sort of makes sense that, that life's, you know, what's happening in your life is, is really mirrored in the bipolar, you know. Well, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. You, you know, the politicians out there, they talk Hebrew jibri, but you're not talking on Hebrew jibri. You're saying from the heart and positive way of telling to a kid would understand what you're, you're talking about. Yeah. To yeah. a grown up. Yeah. Well, it's great that you're doing all, you know, that you've got the foundation and, and stuff like that. How can how can people help out with, the, you know, can is it like, do the people need to donate or stuff like that, is it? Sometimes or? they donate a little bit of money here and there, but we've got to train people. They pay a little bit towards it, but the more people we can get in, the more better it will be. And we're getting two more premises, what's a little bit more bigger, um, outside especially than the one we've got there in Northampton. But it's all coming together and... I would love you to, if you could come down there and do another podcast at the gym and you'll understand why the gym is important to have why people come down there. They'd use it as a place where they could unload the stress oh. and go out the door and feel good. Yeah. I'd love to come down. Yeah, yeah. If that's an invite. Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. Whenever you're ready, man, when it's hopefully yeah. fully open, be my guest. I'll take you on the pads. Oh, oh my god! Amazing! That would be <laughs> my dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love so what's it. Was that, yeah. that Frank Bruno? What's what's it, if they want to look it up? Just put Frank Bruno. Frank Bruno Foundation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then just type it in Google or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, how's how's the old uh, COVID pan pandemic been for you? You know the, the isolation. Yeah, it, and all it's that? been nice. 
I've had it. Um, I don't know if I had it. I don't think I had it, but I've, a lot of people, what I know, have had it. You know what I mean? It's been horrible times with the COVID, but it's like a bug all the way around the world. It's got look, what is start shouting over here? Like it's got worse in America, Australia, different places like that. Even it's Italy and all them countries are finding the pinch. But we've had it. But I think people have been a lot more smarter and wiser about keeping the mask on. But ain't a nice place to go. I'll be yeah. having that. But I mean, I, I mean, more for your sort of mental health, you know, like this, because I, because I was, I live on my own, and I, I work on my own, and my, mm. and my, my family didn't want to see me because they were a bit sort of nervous about the, the, the virus, and you know, which is fair enough, and that you know, yeah. coming down from London, so it hasn't been great. I mean, did, did you find it mentally okay, the COVID pandemic? Yeah, not too bad. You know, people couldn't have gone out here and their gyms were shut down, but I've had, I've got all the things, gym and whatever steamer different things at home but it was right. fine when you went out the door sometimes that you couldn't go out the door because they threatened you if you're out they're going to arrest you but it's a very very weird um if everything's gone fast everything's gone confusing and sometimes you get up you like, what day is it today yeah you know what i mean because it, it, it's messy but it's not only me things like that a lot of people you know what i mean get out of bed and the confusion what they've got is crazy you know two two years oh, that was when yeah. it first started yeah, and they said two you know weeks, I mean? didn't they? Do you remember originally yeah. they said two weeks? <laughs> two weeks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, so, two weeks. So listen, we're coming towards the end of it now. Um, I've got a, I've got a one more question. I know Tommy's got a couple of little, sh- very yeah. some some sort of nicer ones. Um, Tommy, do you want? Have you got you've got a couple of questions for Frank before we oh, go? Oh my god. Yeah, well, do you know what? I have got one. Right, you always say you want to be remembered as uh, for your boxing, um, not for your breakdowns, your mental health. I know that I will remember you as the boxer, yeah. and um, Same actually, it's quite funny because a few years ago, I've got my book, uh, "Let Me Be Frank," has been signed by you because okay. my wife saw you at the XL Center. You were doing a talk. And she got it signed for me, and I've got a photograph yeah. of you and my wife together, and you signed the book. Okay. And she got Love it for me because I remember when I was younger, I watched you, and I think you lost to Tyson. Yeah. And I was watching with my dad, and it was the first time I cried over a sporting event. I was oh, that upset. <laughs> and I told my wife this. She's so honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, but are, are you are you happy to sort of see yourself? as a mental health pioneer now, you know, are you happy to know? I don't mind being a pioneer for mental health, you know what I mean? As long as the government be fair, um, yeah. you know what I mean? People try to be fair, not try to hide things, which they do, but people go for, take the medication and the side effects of it. You know what I mean? Because people are suffering for the side effects. You're in your room, all different things are flashing through your mind. Yeah. And to be forced to take that is not a nice thing. I was trying to talk to Norman Lamb to get to talk to the prime minister at the time, but Boris, it's impossible to get through to, and they've got trillions of debt they're under. But there's people suffering here and now, and the youngsters what are out, they need some bandages dropped on them, and the mental health what we're doing is for people like that as well to try to help them get on the right path rather than stay on the wrong path. Was it a lot of drug problems, a lot of people, old ladies being mugged and beating up? There's gang problems around. Northampton. I don't want to get involved with no gang or nothing. All I want to do is to try to help people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, this is a really important question. Uh, and uh I think we all want to know the answer to this. Yeah. When are we going to hear the words 
arise, Sir Frank Bruno. <laughs> Tell me, it has I don't to happen. Know. I think you got to um, go to the Prime Minister and say that, you know what I mean? But I'm not doing it. I've got my um, knighthood already. I'm healthy, I'm alive. So that is only a medal, you know what I mean? But yeah, I want to you know, really put my mind and body and soul into the, the academy, what I'm doing and helping people who's going through mental health. And the most important thing is men coming out and talking about it, whether it's this or the devil knows what, and getting things off their plate. Yeah. easing the pressure what they've got on themselves try to be happy the next day whatever you've got on your plate that's so much just to talk to and get it off simple yeah. as that yeah come on Tommy you had one more qu- you had a boxing question go on ask him the question he wants, <laughs> he wants, go on ask him it ask him it the boxing question you know the the so and so or so and so go on okay, ask okay. it okay. ask right. it so- <laughs> All right, so I've already started on it. Okay, so who's going to win? Well, we, we, we touched on it earlier. If it does happen, Fury versus Joshua, who's going to win? Um, I'm telling you, Fury, I've, I've, I could never underestimate him. Tyson Fury is a very experienced fighter. He's a very knowledgeable sort of like guy. And Joshua's still got a lot to learn. I still can't understand of getting out of the Teletubby boy beating the Mexican. Boy yeah. beat him. And, and he then really... he lets some um, Yusuf, some Russian guy, yeah. what is about two stone or lighter than Andy Joshua beat him. And his mind's not in the right sort of like place. You know what well, I mean? Because yeah. when Teletubby hit him, Teletubby only tapped him with the top of the head and he break dance and fell on the floor. Scrambles your senses, though. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't um... your senses. I respect that. Respect that, boss. But he's the world champion. Yeah. And if someone's trying to take your belt or your, your title away from you, you're a man, you defend it. That's like your family, your two boys. If somebody tried to disrespect you, yeah. no matter who they are, as a father, you, you, you the strength for the, in your brain or whatever, don't talk to my kids like that, you defend them. And that yeah. is a good management, good okay. father. We definitely want to come down to the, um, you, you know, the to foundation. Yeah. We definitely want to speak Cheers. to you there. And like shed some light on it, and like just you know see some of the amazing work that you're doing. It would be amazing yeah. to get down there and work in the pads of you. Oh my gosh! Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I've got I've, I've got my most important question, which is this: um, my dad. Yeah, my dad. He wanted to say hello. Yeah. And he said, "Let him know if anyone deserves a break in life, it's you." And, Thank you very much. And he said, "His name's Bill. Can you say hello, Bill?" Hello, Bill. Um, your son's doing a great job. He's got a wicked suit on. Uh, I wish it was my size. I could nick it off him. But Bill, <laughs> you look after yourself. Respect, sir. From the heart. Oh, he'll love that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. He'll absolutely love that. Well, Frank, that's it. I mean, just thank oh. you so much for your for your precious time. Um, you've been, you've far surpassed either of our expectations. Um, thank we, you. We admire you so much, everything you do um, in life and, you know, your whole story and everything. And just wish you, you know, all the best for your campaigning in the future. Um, And like Tommy said, we'd love to come down um, at some point, come down to the foundation. You can have a real laugh at me boxing. You can have my suit if you want, but we're probably probably the wrong size. Okay, can stretch it, mate, can stretch it. (laughs) Can we just say one more thing, one more thing before we sign off? Frank, this is um this right here, this episode, this podcast, this is a manifestation because 
last year or no, the year before last, Andy asked me who would be, if you could have any guest in the world to talk to, who would your ideal guest be? And I said, it would be Frank Bruno. <laughs> I'd get Frank Bruno one. Yeah. So I just read your book like yeah. a couple of years ago. And I said, I'd love to speak to you. And it's happened. So you've literally, I'm going to quit now. I think I've achieved everything I need to achieve in the podcasting world. I'm happy. I'm gone. <laughs> but no, it's, it's absolute pleasure to have you, man. It's been such and, a pleasure. And everyone, buy it. Thank you. Cheers. Very kind. Yeah, buy his latest book. Buy Frank's latest book, 60 Years 60 of Fire. 60 Years of Fire. Sounds old, doesn't it? Six years. Oh, gosh. You're still a spring chicken, mate. You're still a spring yeah, chicken. Yeah. So I buy the book. like the spring, but without the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Frank. Anyway. Look after yourself, yeah? yeah. That's Thank been you man so up, much. everyone. Respect to both of you. Thank you very much. Look after yourself. Bye, right. boss. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.